Hey guys, welcome to Murder She Spoke. I'm Caitlin Manali and I'm your host of this podcast. Alrighty, happy Thursday. I am recording this on Wednesday um, as it's my day off. So I'm an esthetician and I have like every second day off right now, which, which is like the way our schedule was put out to us at the beginning of COVID, just so our team of eight girls was split up into four and um one team would be working like say monday wednesday friday and then i would be working the tuesday thursday saturday shift so right now it's my day off so i will be releasing this on the thursday but today it is currently wednesday it's my day off and i'm just kind of relaxing moping around the house but also like doing a whole bunch of research on like my episode that i'm going to be doing today um but yeah uh i guess some things that you know a lot of you guys were like asking me like what what podcast do i listen to like and one of the ones i always listen to without a shadow of a doubt is my favorite my favorite murder and i did mention them on my last podcast as well um i've also been listening to crime junkies too like they're fantastic um and then some of the tv shows i'm watching right now you might have seen on my story last night i started watching ratchet with sarah paulson um it is absolutely fantastic i'm pretty sure it's either directed or written by Ryan Murphy, who also did the American Horror Story series, which is one of my favorite TV shows. It is fat. It's so it's so de- dark and scary and twisted. And each series they come out with is just as fucked up as the next one. It's fantastic. So uh, this show is kind of twisted, and it's definitely like kind of like a mindfuck show as well. And it's right in time for like, you know, the spooky season and everything. Uh, kind of like when um, Haunting on the Hill House came out or whatever that's called. The Hill House Haunting. You know what I'm talking about. That one. When that one came out, that kind of came out, I think, towards the end of September. And everyone kind of started watching it in October. That show was absolutely terrifying. It was fantastic. I loved it and I watched all of it. Did I sleep a wink at night? No. I remember actually to watch it at work during the day, like in between clients, because if I watched it when I just before I went to bed, there was no way I was going to be able to sleep. And the nights that I did watch it before I went to bed, I was so scared. I think I know my boyfriend Chris so much when I watched that show because I was so scared. Like I was like, anytime I had to go to the bathroom, I'm like, hey, turn on every single light, even though my bathroom is like literally a 10 minute walk or 10 minute, 10 step walk. <laughs> I'm like not risking anything popping out and scaring me. Um, if you haven't watched that show yet, uh, Haunting on Hill House or whatever it's called, um, I suggest you watch it. It is so well done. Terrifying, but so well done. Um, and then I'm also watching this UK, UK TV show called, um, Come Dine With Me. It's just like a reality TV show. It, they've actually have like a Canadian one, an Australian one, an American one. Um, those ones are not nearly as good. Even the Irish one isn't as good as the English one. Um, I've, I've been watching the English one probably since I was like 10 or 11. Um, it's just so good. And it's just crappy reality TV show that's, you know, mindless TV at the same time. Um, I've been focusing a lot on this podcast right now. So I, I don't really need to be glued to the television at the moment. But it is such a good show. And it's just nice to watch before you go to bed and get a good giggle out of it. Um, so those are some things that I'm listening to and watching right now. Um, if you have not listened to My Favorite Murder, the podcast, you have to listen to it. I started listening to that podcast probably about over close to two years now, two years now that I've been listening to it. Um, it's just fantastic. And it's actually kind of what helped me 
decide to go into podcasting because they're just so funny even though it is again like a murder or true crime podcast um it's just so well done and they're hilarious and they're just two girls from um california and they're just fantastic so if you haven't gave them a listen i would suggest listening to them right now they're just so freaking good i love them i love them so i'm such a huge fan anyways (laughs) um but yeah so that's everything um i want to say as well i think i mentioned this in the last episode but please if you have any suggestions for true crime stories whether it be you know a canadian true crime story that you want to talk about or something from ireland or england or america like whatever it may be let me know because i would love to do something that my listeners are suggesting because i think that's important as well i want to be as interactive with you guys as possible um so hearing your suggestions are great um i know my boyfriend's auntie um or auntie yeah i think it's her auntie his auntie in ontario uh canada she had mentioned to me um some true crime stories that were close to their hometown that they want me to do so um i'm definitely going to be looking into those for my, my next couple of um episodes so uh i'll be doing that and again if you know anyone who wants to come on the show for um in october um you can totally recommend them to come on and give me all their spooky stories but uh yeah and i think (laughs) one thing my parents listened to the last episode that i did and they were saying that the intro was too long and i was like well they clearly have not listened to other podcasts because you know a five or six minute intro is is not that long compared to others but if you ever just want to skip the intro go for it my my intros are usually probably gonna be around like five to six minutes because I want to cover some things like what I'm listening to, what I can recommend, like what I've been doing in my personal life, just to give you guys like a little bit of insight as well. Um, so if you ever do want to just skip past that, please do by all means. This is really boring and all you want to get to is the nitty gritty stuff. So that's completely fair. But, you know, some people just like to listen and get recommendations and hear about you know my personal life. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just going off of what I've heard on other podcasts. So please you do not have to listen to me rattle on about you know boring stuff anyways so in today's episode i'm going to be talking about orphaned on the ocean this is a crazy story absolutely insane it's gripping it's terrifying it's so interesting and i can't wait to tell you guys about it so enjoy happy listening Alright guys, so here we go. Episode 3, Orphaned on the Ocean. This story is crazy, like I was saying earlier on. Um, It's so gripping, it gives you goosebumps, it brings tears to your eyes. It is literally everything that you want in a story. I just can't get over how messed up it is as well. Like, to think this actually happened, and it does happen, it just blows my mind. I feel like sometimes I can be so naive and then when I hear these stories and I realize that they're true, my mind is always blowing no matter what. Um, So we have a young girl alone at sea, a mysterious yacht accident and a missing family. So let's see what could go wrong. Um, How she ended up there is far more terrifying than we can ever expect. And I can tell you that now for free. It is just so crazy. 
1961, a picture um, of a young girl who was found to be adrift alone on a small lifeboat in the ocean of the Bahamas. Now, if you haven't seen this picture already, Google right now, if you can, if you're not driving or if you're not busy, Google this right now, Orphan at Sea. This is a picture of a small girl on a life raft and she is about the same size as the life raft. Uh, her legs are dangling over. She just looks so small and skinny and scared. And it's just a bone chilling picture. And you can just see she's in this massive like wide ocean. And this obviously this, this picture has been taken from like above. So let's find out why she's on a raft by herself. So here we go. Author Superalt had a lifelong dream of sailing along the seas of the tropics with his family. Living on the cold waters of Lake Michigan, the optometrist, oh my god, I can't even say that word, optometrist, there we go, from Wisconsin <laughs> recalled the warmer seas to the south when he had sailed there during World War II. He had often spoke about wanting to leave for a year and living the life of a sailor with his family traveling from island to island. Now that already sounds like the dream. I actually, when I was in beauty school, I had a lady who came in for like a model for like microblading. And the reason why she wanted to come in was because her and her husband had just bought this yacht and she had two, they had two kids and they were going to be traveling the world for two years on a boat and she was going to homeschool her kids and everything like that so this does exist i find that crazy and so hard to believe i'm like that is amazing that you can just like take your kids and just drop everything you own she had sold absolutely everything they're actually staying at their friend's house at the time and she was just telling me about this life and i remember um after three months after getting her microblading done i had emailed her just to see how her eyebrows were doing and I asked her as well like how her trip was going and she was somewhere in like Puerto Rico in like an internet cafe like replying to me and I was just shocked I was like that is fucking amazing I'm like I'm so jealous anyways so yeah that's it does happen and it even happens these days so that's really cool it's obviously probably uh, easier these days and more luxurious but uh, yeah so he'd often spoke about wanting to leave for a year and uh, you know go and live on the ocean with his family and his yacht by the year 1961 he had earned enough money by working hard enough to fulfill his lifelong dream um that year his wife jean and his three children brian who was 14 ter sorry terry joe who was 11 and renee who was seven would head off into the open waters which is just so amazing like, i feel like this should be a movie and maybe it is a movie but I haven't really looked into it but it should be a movie so anyone someone please make a movie about this because I would totally watch it um they started off in Fort Lauderdale Florida where they had rented the Blue Bell um a two mastered sail or masted sailboat so um it's one with like you know all the big massive white sails and it looks really like old-fashioned and beautiful I did not think those boats would go across the ocean. I thought those like more for like, you know, chilling and hanging out in. But I guess back in the day, that's what people had to use. Um, they had hired Julian Harvey, who was a former Air Force pilot and had experience uh, being the sailor of and the captain of a boat. Also during World War II. Um, Harvey's wife would also be joining. So 
the captain of the boat that they had hired um, his wife was going to come along and she was just going to help with like making food and helping with like everyday things um so these people were obviously bawling who were hiring hiring these people just to you know i guess sail their boat and have someone make food for them all the time like that's amazing um so november 8th 1961 the duperalts were on their way as captain harvey steered off into their exciting voyage over the next four days harvey piloted the bluebell heading east toward the island chain of bimini then toward the village southwestern tip of the great abaco island um, where they spent a week snorkeling, relaxing on the pink sandy beaches and, you know, collecting seashells and probably living the life of Riley, uh, which is my dream goal. Like, just to be a beach bum. Oh, God, that'd be just so nice. <laughs> Always be tanned, eating fish all day long, drinking margaritas. I don't really like margaritas, but, you know, if I was, like, living the island life, that's probably what I would be doing. <laughs> I could imagine. Um, on the Sunday evening before leaving that island... They stopped off at the office of Sandy Point Village to fill out forms for leaving the Bahamas and returning to the US. And Arthur had been talking to this man who he was filling out the forms with, and he was saying how much he loved it and he can't return. He can't wait to return at Christmas and how much fun his family's been having and how beautiful it is and just what a great time they're having. So this is where it starts to get all fucked up. It's crazy. Um, around 9 p.m. that night, after they had a beautiful dinner that um, Captain Harvey's wife had cooked for them, um, uh, Terry Joe had headed down below deck to her sleeping quarters at the back of the boat. So usually her younger sister, the youngest kid of the family, would sleep there. But that night she decided to sleep with the mum and the dad um, just a level up above them in their bed and so did the brother so she was just downstairs all alone by herself just chilling having a nice sleep um terry joe was awoken to horrific screams of her brother saying help daddy help um and she could also hear the sounds of people running and stomping up above her on the deck and what she could also hear was what she described as screaming which could you imagine like i can't even describe how terrifying that would be first of all to wake up to someone screaming help like that is just horrifying in itself and she's only 11 as well so i already i'm a 23 year old girl who is terrified of the dark so if i woke up in the dark to someone screaming help i'd be like you know what? i'm just gonna sit here i'm just gonna wait it out <laughs> whoever it is screaming help they can wait till someone else comes along i would be shitting my pants but <laughs> I guess this girl was a lot more braver than any of us would be. Um, and then came a long period of silence, which is just bone chilling in itself. Like just sitting there in pure silence, just listening to your own heartbeat. I can imagine like she was sweating as well because I'd be like that too. God, it'd be so horrible. Um, she lay in her bed with fear, shivering, disoriented and absolutely terrified as any of us would be, as you can imagine. After about five terrifying minutes, she went up the stairs to the cabin. What she saw next was so horrible and traumatic. I can only imagine. I hope I hope she went to therapy and I hope therapy was accessible then, you know, as, as, as accessible as it is now, I would hope. <laughs> um, she, sa- she then saw her brother crumpled up, her mother and her brother crumpled up on the floor in a pool full of blood. Um... 
this part of the cabin was a kitchen slash dining room and like the dining room folded down into a bed so I'm guessing that's where the mother and the father were sleeping at the time but all she saw was her brother and her mother just lying in a pool full of blood which is just horrific she knew right away they were dead which is so sad to just come to that sudden realization like crap like I'm in the middle of the ocean and my mum and my brother are dead like what do you do like it's just so scary um she slowly made her way upstairs and peeped her head out the hatch that opens up onto the main deck where captain harvey then lunged at her and slapped her across the face which is like okay chill dude um and he snarled at her to get back down so she closed the hatch and she went back down into her you know her little hut her heart pounding um she makes her way back into bed um she tried not to look at her mother and her brother as she passed them and she crawled back into bed and she waited she then heard like a sloshing sound of like water um soon an oily smelling water seeped into the cabin and soon filled the floor with water she realized the boat was filling up with water but then was too afraid to move which you know it was such a scary thought because i don't know if you've ever had that feeling of like when you're lying in, in bed and you're home alone or maybe not even home alone but you wake up and the house is like silent and you just hear a sound that just doesn't sound like you know i don't know pipes of the house creaking like you hear something that just doesn't sound normal and you lie there in silence and all you can hear is like your heart pounding and you stop yourself from breathing so you can hear absolutely everything like i've done that so many times where i thought i've heard something and i immediately just stop breathing and i'm like okay what is that and then i realized it's just probably something in the house and me just being a crazy lady um so she's just lying there in silence Suddenly, she sees a dark silhouette of Harvey in the doorway of the cabin with what she thought was her brother's rifle. Which I'm like, why did a 14-year-old have a rifle? But anyways, you know, I guess we're out in the ocean. What is he going to do with it? Like, I don't know if you can shoot fish. You probably can. <laughs> um, But, like, just to wake up and just... Or not even wake up, but just lie there and see that silhouette of the man. And um, all she could hear was Harvey's heavy breathing and her heartbeat pounding in her ears um, which is just so scary like you can just see him there knowing that he is probably the man that killed like every single person on that boat and now this boat is sinking um, the water is now rising up against the bunk beds um, she knew she had to escape which is like again coming to that realization that you were literally in buttfuck nowhere in the ocean with nothing inside like it's pitch black it's in the middle of the night like she probably has no idea what time it is and she's just in her pjs the poor thing like it's just so sad to think about this little 11 year old like god when i was 11 i was playing with like poly pockets and brats dolls and didn't have a care in the world and never had to go anything like that traumatic traumatic when i was 11 so this girl is already like thinking on her feet so um she decided she could hear harvey walking around on the upper deck so she climbed back up to the upper deck um when she saw the life raft so this is a, like a big one it's like a wooden one that's probably for everyone that's on the boat that's floating right beside the boat and um she yelled out on the boat uh, when she was on the deck and she was like is the ship sinking 
And from behind her, Harvey shouted yes, and then he shoved the line for the dinghy in her hands and asked her to hold it, but she was so nervous and trembling with fear that she accidentally let go of the rope. And next thing, Harvey jumps off with no intentions of saving this chick because he's a psychopath and just jumps off into the water and starts swimming towards the dinghy and she never sees him and he just starts swimming into the pitch black which is so scary so now she's the only one who's alive and she's the only one left in the boat as it's sinking she then quickly remembers um that there was a cork life float that was attached to the main cabin so immediately she tries to go get that and she like untangles it and you know it's hanging up there and just as she grabs it um the main cabin floor sunk beneath her into the ocean so the whole boat now is basically submerged in water so she's half crawling half swimming uh she hopped onto the cork life raft pushing it out into the open water um literally into the dark night and choppy seas for a terrifying brief moment terry joe and her raft got sucked into the water as the ship sank and they bobbed they bobbed back up shortly after so as the boat is sinking you can imagine that the water is just submerging anything that's around it so lucky enough that she had untangled the life raft just in time otherwise she would have had nothing and she, you know she could have been dragged down um so thank god that she held on for dear life and that that raft was untangled because they slowly bobbed back up again so she's soaking wet she's soaking wet it's pitch black there's nothing in sight and it's just the moonlight shining down on her and it's not even a bright moonlight because it's very cloudy night and it must have been stormy it must there must have been like a storm rolling in as well um so she held low to the life raft scared that captain harvey would see her which is just so sad like already she's just sitting there in fear and just hiding from this man and this raft it hasn't got like a solid back on it it's mesh almost so her back is open to the ocean which you'll later find out is no fun for her at all so um she lay there in silence in the dark water she had no food no water only the thin white blouse and pink pants she went to sleep in so she's probably just wearing her pjs like not really good clothes to be wearing in the water at all um in the nighttime because i imagine it could get quite cold and then I, even if you're, you know, in the Bahamas and the tropic waters, it does get cold, especially when the sun isn't beating down on you. Like it, it's very, very chilly. So the weather was starting to get really bad. It was cold. Um, the salt water was splashing up against her eyes and her lips and stinging her. There was dark clouds. There wasn't even a star in sight because of these dark clouds. And she started to get so cold that she started shivering uncontrollably. Like that poor child I just want to give her a hug it's so sad um and then this part when i read this oh my god i tried so oh well, i was crying i was actually bawling my eyes out. this just broke my heart and a thought crossed her mind and she wondered to herself where her father was because you know everything's moving so fast that um she only actually saw her brother and her mother like not even her younger sister or the wife of the captain or her father it just in the blink of an eye everything was gone and i just find that so heartbreaking that you know in the middle of the night all she can see is like the star and the moon 
and she's wondering where her dad is like i just find that so so sad like it chokes me up every time i even think about that like oh like the poor poor kid um the next day hot there was a hot sun of 85 degrees um and her float because it's cork i guess like the waves it starts disintegrating which is like (laughs) i'm so glad that these days there's probably better life rafts out there i would hope that aren't going to disintegrate because they are there to help you and save you and they're not just going to start crumbling into pieces her body was burning she already started to like blister and all those horrible things and i don't know if you've ever been burnt so bad that you start to blister and that happened to me one time we were camping in france when i was probably about like 13 and it was so hot there and it was overcast as well that the sun was belting down on my shoulders and then like later on that night after dinner i was getting changed and i could just feel how tender my back was and my mom was looking at my back and me and my brother even though we had sunscreen on had been covered our whole back in blisters all these tiny teeny blisters oh it was so sore so then the really freaky part to me sure like the burning body and she's probably thirsty and whatever is half of her body was exposed off the raft like her feet were basically dangling off because the raft was so small and then there's these little freaking parrot fish that were nibbling at her legs and feet like ew just ew that is horrible i cannot stand anything touching me in the water and i've grown up like on all sorts of different parts of water and ocean or whatever you want to call it fuck that i would lose my life that alone would kill me my i would have a heart attack i'd be like okay you know what just take me eat me make me skinny whatever the hell but i just i would just rather die than have some fish nibbling at my fucking foot Ugh, gross so (laughs) i just find that so scary that there was little fishies nibbling at her oh so 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 scary and there's probably sharks too if she was in the bahamas i mean i don't know where all sharks live but i can imagine they would live around there so every hour that went on her mouth and her throat became drier and drier though she had no appetite nor thirst so i mean she was just probably so focused on like wanting to be found and wanting to get help so on tuesday a plan flows over her and she uses her little white blouse to wave it up in the air and she's splashing water to try and get the attention of the the pilot and the pilot actually circles around her a few times and she's like oh, okay like f- finally i might get saved and the 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 plane is so close to flying over her head that she can actually see every single detail and it was a red like a red like little tiny plane and she could see every detail but the way she was positioned and the way that the pilot was flying over her he would never have seen her which is just so heartbreaking like that one glimpse of hope and you always see that in those movies when like people when their boat capsizes or something and it sinks and you're like oh my god like here's a plane like oh my god save me save me save me and then it flies over their head and they're like well fuck me i guess i'll just die then um like that's literally what this moment is like that must be so disheartening to be like why couldn't they see me and you know she then realizes like crap like i guess i'll never be seen because first of all she's got blonde hair she's pale i mean she's burnt but you know she's fairly pale her raft is white her top is white so she just looks like 
you know, a little white wave in the ocean. So anyone who was to pass her by, like, you know, from bird's eye view would probably just think that because there's no way unless you were like right up close that you would think that was a child on a raft uh with the winds in her direction um she was actually drifting through the atlantic towards the british isles so you know this girl is on her own little adventure here and she has no idea where she's heading and plus that water is not warm um so then she actually saw these ghostly little shapes come closer and closer to her and they're porpoises and this part of the story made my heart melt because I'm like this is why I love animals like they just can sense I don't care what sort of animal it is they can just sense fear and sense you know someone being scared for their life and innocence and all these things so um they stared at her with their big large eyes and every time they came up for her for air they lightly nudged her raft and this part like also made me tear up because I'm just such a softy for animals but um uh she said a prayer of thanks to God as she felt comforted by the presence of these creatures as they remained close for hours and hours which I'm just like that is the sweetest thing ever like I when I when I read that part I just couldn't get over how amazing and how lucky she was just to have those little little creatures come by and nudge her every time they would come up for air like oh god I love animals so cute so um while the sun is still piercing hot and you know it's reaching up to over 100 degrees um she thought of the cool Wisconsin air of her home which I mean I would definitely be thinking of as well um you know to try and just take my mind off of things so that night the cool air and the water brought a sense of relief as she dreamt of being tucked up in bed in the cabin and she actually had a dream of her father that night drinking red wine although she had never tried red wine before she just remembered thinking oh like that just looks so nice and so refreshing and you know then her dad starts yelling come on we're going on her trip and yeah it's just like dreaming of those little things too like she's slowly coming in and out of consciousness so the next day she started seeing things and um you know she started paddling towards them because she started hallucinating and then once she would get to them they would disappear and she kept doing this until she felt or fell unconscious on the fourth day the waves were crashing into her lifeless body as she struggled to stay awake um which is like tiny little chick just lying there like i just oh god i keep saying it but my heart just aches for her. uh only the faintest spark of life now flickered um mid-morning on her fourth day alone four days four days like that's just crazy and like medical experts say like you know on your third day you your body starts to ache so bad from lack of food and lack of water um your eyes can actually start to burn if you don't keep them closed from the like the sweltering sun which is just a horror a horrible feeling i can imagine um and like all these things are happening to her so like medical experts say for her to even survive those four days without anything like not even shelter was amazing in itself so mid-morning um like i said on the fourth day she opened her eyes to see a huge black shadow 
what she thought was a whale jumping up into the air and crashing down because she can feel these huge waves was actually a huge ship she could see heads and hands waving i was so excited when i was reading this part i was like oh my god thank god i'm so excited for her um and then she could hear shouting so she knows she's not hallucinating now and then when finally she felt strong hands lift her up into oblivion so what she's feeling is you know someone like search and rescue i'm guessing coming to get her down but it was actually just like a a cruise ship um or not a cruise ship sorry uh, a cargo ship i believe um that was like from like the greek islands or something along those lines um and they came and they picked her up and you know took her to shore so anyways moving on to this evil man um harvey so not much was known about harvey besides his experience with ships and planes um after a week in hospital terry joe had explained her story of being at sea and police soon realized it did not match the story of harvey's so um he had said that three of the sails had collapsed and actually killed his wife and then it was causing the ship to have an oil leak which then caused the ship to go up in flames and he lucky enough wasn't wrapped up in any of these cords and stuff from the rafts and whatever so oh yeah you're so lucky like good for you buddy like you just fucking happened to manage to get away but everyone else died and you couldn't save a single person and you just got the last raft brilliant story you're bloody amazing so anyways um, after Harvey had heard um, of the young Terry Joe uh, surviving, he was found dead by suicide in his hotel room um, by a cleaning lady, which is like, God, I feel sorry for that cleaning lady. Um, a little more on Harvey here. Harvey had just married his wife four months prior to the voyage, and she was a, a, an ambitious amateur writer, and her name was Mary Dean Jordan. Um, it is believed that he had drowned her for a life insurance policy, but was caught in the act by Arthur. So that's uh, Terry Joe's father. And then so he, I think we're, people are suspecting that he panicked and that he wanted to, uh, then he just panicked and he wanted to murder everyone else on, on, the, on board, which is so sad. And I don't know, I really don't know what his thinking was behind keeping Terry Joe alive other than maybe he needed help with the raft and that's why he asked her like the hold the, the the you know the rope of the raft but he had no intentions of saving her up like at all but um i mean lucky enough she did survive otherwise we would never hear this story so although terry joe spent a heart-wrenching four days at sea she only suffered from dehydration and severe sunburn which is amazing and probably like you know besides the bottom of her feet being nibbled off by those little fishies those devil fish you know she did quite well and she recovered quite fast she returned home to live with her auntie and her three cousins when she was 12 and um sorry at the age of 12 she changed her name to terror and nearly 50 years later in 2010 she finally revealed the details of the night her family was brutally murdered at sea um the the novel alone orphaned at on the ocean that's what the name of the book is called and then she quoted to um a reporter i always believed i was saved for a reason if one person heals from a life tragedy after reading my story then my journey will have been worth it end quote 
And that is the story of Orphaned at the Ocean, which I think is just a heart-wrenching story. It has so many twists and turns. She survived, which is great. And, I mean, what really annoys me about this story is that this fucker, Harvey, just, you know, chickened out and committed suicide. He did not deserve that. He should have suffered and, you know, dealt with all the investigating and I can imagine what was going through his head like what the actual fuck like how did this little shit survive this like I left her at sea like how on earth did she do this and that is what you call karma karma came and it nipped you so hard in the ass like god he deserved to just suffer himself and I know that's so malicious of me to say but oh god I'm just, I always have found this story so fascinating, so crazy. So I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, please look up the picture. You will not regret it. It's it's quite amazing. And I'll also be posting it on like Instagram and my Facebook and everything. So you can see it on there as well. But um, there's really good documentaries and the book itself is really good too. Um... And again, there's like all these other things. So I had just got um, most of my information from that book, from podcasts and from YouTube. So yeah, have a look. Let me know what you think. But uh, yeah, I hope you guys really enjoyed this episode. Thank you so much for listening. Please don't get to rate, review, subscribe, follow all those things. Tell all your friends, tell your family get the word out um i love telling these stories they are they are sad but they are so incredibly interesting um and again i always try to make them as lighthearted as possible but um yeah i hope you guys enjoyed and uh yeah happy listening and i hope you have a great weekend bye bye